From the blue-green waters of Claytor Lake to the hiking trails of the NRV, AM HodgePodge is on the air. Here are your hosts, Keith Weldons and Mark Tapp. New River Valley. This is Mark Tapp with Keith Weltons. You're listening to AM Hodgepodge. That's so good. Yeah. Wasn't that good? Yeah, you actually sound very, very good. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Yeah. It's it's here's what's nice. I feel it. I really want to let you know that I told you earlier this week. Sometimes you just need one of those little days where you can kind of try and pull it together, regroup a little bit. You know, catch up on your to-do list at the same time. Yeah. Refocus. You yeah. gave me that this week. I appreciate that. Well, you're welcome. Yeah. I told you after the fact. <laughs> you didn't yeah. ask me for it. Yeah. You just did it. Yeah. I said, this is what I'm going to do, and I need to do this. And uh, so I certainly appreciate that. That's you kind of had a personal day. We talked about that, uh, you know, and, and and you and I both, I think, uh, we we have sort of an office type job mm-hmm. but we'd probably be um more at home more in our element if we were mowing lawns every day well or something like that we'd have we'd have more um we'd actually have more unfinished projects because our mind would think more freely <laughs> so we'd right. have 42 things not done yeah. instead of six but we're outdoor people. We yes. kind of like to move around, change it up a little bit. Routine kind of grinds on us a little bit. Yeah. So you got a, you got away from the routine a little. Yeah, that's right. Still got work done, but was able to kind of change my uh, my scenery for the day, and that just meant I was a uh, working remote. Yeah, and I kind of understood the difference than why people do that. So appreciate that. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I think I don't think I ever told this to to our guest today, who uh, is, is one of our favorites. Mm-hmm. She hasn't been here for one a while, of though. or the oh. okay the the favorite mm-hmm. uh, Cora Negi from Giles County, mm-hmm. but but I had uh, sort of one of those days where I left the office. I didn't work. I actually took the day off, but I did it in Giles County. Uh, my wife and I did uh, the Cascade Trail during the week, mm-hmm. which is a great time to do the Cascade yeah. Trail. Yeah, and. Um, uh, I thought to myself, I could actually just bring my computer up here on the trail and sit on the bench. There has to be a Wi-Fi work. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. There'd have to be a massive hotspot, and you'd have to find – there'd have to be a massive hotspot. Yeah. And you'd have to find that that location. Yeah. yeah. Core's mic is going to – it's going to be kind of who knows what it's doing today. Yeah. It keeps turning itself off. Yeah, well, that's – so I'll just keep watching it. That's the beautiful thing about technology. So with that being said, here we are, right? Yeah. And we're in our first segment. This is where we get to talk about beer, beer. a little bit. So, yeah, I, I, uh, this is the first time I've had this beer. I, I, I've i seen it in the store over at Food Lion a few times. It's uh, Legend mm-hmm. Brewing Company. It's, it's a, their it's IPA. Legend, it's legendary. So, well, it's pretty good. I don't know if it's legendary. Yeah. But it's pretty good. It has. So I, I poured mine into a cup so that I could see the color of it. It has that real, I mean, Corey, you can see it. It's a very malty mm-hmm. color. Well, and and so that's, 
kind of what I recognize. I don't know how what took me so long. The um, the beer that is kind of my go to is is Founders Centennial, right? And it's an IPA, very very similar to this. Got about the same uh, seven point nine, seven point six ABV, and you got the same sort of a pro- hot profile. It's, yeah, and the color is the same, mm-hmm. sort of an amber, right? Uh, but the, it's malty, mm-hmm. and I hadn't really put two and two together. That's what I like about that beer. It's Correct. more malty than most IPAs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I like this one just simply because it's out of Virginia. Right. It's out of Richmond. Yeah, a lot of times you'll have a, a beer, and they'll say, oh, it's an IPA, and so you'll taste it. And if you do pour it in a glass, it will have that more golden color that – people who are traditional lager light drinkers that's kind of obviously what their their optics are yeah this is the opposite yeah this is much closer to a a sam adams or uh i'm going to use the the yingling amber in order to uh, kind of do it and i think it's layered so you're getting not only the hop and so you're getting that nice bitterness there but then you're getting that that finish which is more malty. Which is much more up my alley than yeah. quite is a it? few IPAs. Oh, yeah. All right. Sometimes that, that zing of, of a, a hefty IPA hurts. And it won't go away. Right. Yeah, this is uh, clearly they haven't decided, oh, well, let's see how much hop we can put in this. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of a, a nice get, get along with you kind of the kind of a beer. One of the things, and, we, and I kind of mentioned this to you, I think last week, um, but I've mentioned it to so many different people, is one of the very things that is um, uh, legends, I guess, trademark, is A, they still use paper on their bottles. So if you throw that into a cooler, <laughs> the paper, paper paper just comes right off. <laughs> and it has that sense of, you know, growing up, it was either cans or it was bottles, and all the bottles used to fall off. In fact, you know, there's a uh, Brooks and Dunn song, right, where it says jukebox plays on drink by drink, and the words of every sad song seem to say what I think. And then it says uh, um, she peels off the uh, – uh, uh, there's another song by um, – oh, gosh, uh, uh, he died during COVID. I'll come up with his name here in a minute. But he says uh, uh, she was fighting him off at the corner table, and she was uh, – uh, uh, fighting them off at the corner table. She had a long neck bottle and she was peeling the label. Yeah. Right. So those old bottles used to be able to peel that, the label. Hell, you throw them in a water cooler with ice and the labels fall off. And you're like, I don't even know which one I'm drinking. And it's like a surprise box. Yeah. This legend <laughs> does that. The legend comes right off. And, and even the printing on it, if you really look at it, they haven't spent the money on that. What they have spent it on is actually the ingredients in the bottle. So I love their brown. But when you look, see their brown, you're thinking, man, this is like some sort of a knockoff yeah. thing. But it's delicious. It becomes almost a standard. And is that important to you? The labels staying attacks, atta- affixed, is that important to you? Only if you're trying to pull, pull out the correct one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. I was just doing a little market research there. Yeah, I mean, is that something we should be investing? Yeah, I mean, if, I, if I'm at someone's house, 
probably not that important. But if it's at my house and I'm like, oh, yeah, I really want one. And I'm like, eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Because they're in the, the dark bottle you, and because of the darker nature of this, it becomes very difficult to say, well, that's a brown right. or that. Yeah, that that's the one part. And so their their uniformity, the second part, is their tops. They're all the same tops. So it's just the label. That's the only the identifier you have. When the thing's floating in the water, that's it. Speaking of floating in the water. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> this is, you're not going to talk about like uh, fiber content and which ones uh, no, you are going to. No, but, uh, I, <laughs> That's actually true, though. We looked that up. Yeah. Fiber content determines you, if it floats or not. Have you ever heard of the HMS... Menethius. Oh, I was actually, that was where we went. Um, it was like uh, 20. No, of course, I've never heard of it. <laughs> so I hadn't either. And, and so HMS is Her Majesty's uh, naval ship. Dang. How about that? That was nice. Nice pull. Is so that th- true? It is. It is a boat, it's a ship. Boom. And it is Wait, a it's a ship that was converted in World War II originally to plant mines in the Pacific, okay. so that it, they would channel uh, the German ships mm-hmm. into certain areas and then they could blow them up. Yeah. Um, but once it was finished planting those mines in 1944, they converted it to a floating brewery. Oh. In 1944, they converted it. Yeah. Jeez. Oh. So it's been a floating brewery the entire time. Well, I don't know whether it's still in, in okay. place, but in right. 1944, they converted it to a brewery because they recognized that beer, and I think maybe you're going to touch on some of this later, uh, beer helped keep, no pun intended, the spirits of the um, fighting uh, military up. True that. Helped, helped keep them Totally, high. Totally and, and what the, you know, the problem with shipping beer from the mainland is that by the time it got there, it had been through so many heat changes, mm-hmm. it had been in the sun, it was skunky, and right. of course, it was terrible. Sometimes it was undrinkable. Mm-hmm. This this brewery uh, was a fifty five barrel brewery on a ship. Able, it was capable of brewing two hundred and fifty barrels of beer a week. Wow. That's a lot of beer. That is, and that's got to be a huge ship. Yeah, it is a big ship. Is it, it like the? Um, is it like the uh, golf cart girl and and everybody's like hanging out and doing their thing and it, like it shows up and it's like beer for all? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or is yeah. it like follow along? I have uh, so many questions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All of a sudden, the aircraft carriers that was it would go along them and there would just be like you know 140 people diving in yeah. to try to swim over to it. Look more like a pirate scene. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's a massive ship. I, I haven't spent the time to, to figure out what it's doing now yeah. today. But should have uh, called it the Peter Pan. Because yeah. yeah. it was uh, Wonderland or whatever the heck. Well, and then I have so called. many questions too, right? If it's a a ship in the Royal Navy, is it government funds that are brewing the beer, or is it like the 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 Win- the House of Windsor yeah. that's doing? I have so many questions. Yeah. We'll have to we'll have to revisit that. <laughs> in the end, week. I think it's all government money. It is. Well, it's one way to look it's, at it. It's the people's money, pretty much controlled by the government. But Mm -hmm. if the people want beer, we will get them beer too. What if it was her picture on the money? Then it was probably the queen's uh, money. They called it her ship too. She's getting. uh, She's having. It's been hard for her to attend the events these days. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 
The people, the people globally, I think, are going to, uh, that's going to be a big loss. You're going to miss her. Yeah. There's another country song. You're going to miss me when I'm gone. Yeah. But do you know what her favorite uh, drink is? I'm going to say it's not brandy, is it? It's a gin martini. Uh, I was going to uh, say gin and tonic. I was going to say so. gin and tonic, too. That was good. I was yeah. gonna say, that was my second guess. So I'm practically royalty. Because so. <laughs> okay. gotcha. I'll, I'll take anything with gin. Yeah, me too. And that, literally, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, me too. Had it been something with gin, because that makes sense with like the beef eaters and stuff like right. that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. Sidetrack. Yeah. Well, I think good. I think it is time now for... Ball for over beer. Ball beer. All right. This is my favorite segment. So I got two topics. You ready? Yeah. All right. So first of all, it's a topic that's been big. Uh, local radios really played up on it. ACC, nationally. We've gone through, like, restructuring of leagues, whether it's football. So you've, you're a big Denver Broncos fan, so I'll start there. You've seen conferences, realignment, and you'll see a team that used to play every single year. Yeah. Now all of a sudden out of a conference, yeah. and now all of a sudden you got a new rivalry, and you're like, I'm not quite sure. right? And yeah. we see it in sports. Now we're starting to see it with uh, collegiate sports as you get realignments of leagues and everything else. And so one of the things I have to ask is, do you think that as far as rivalries are concerned, do you think it is the league's responsibility to foster rivalries? Is it the individual entities, so Virginia Tech's yeah. uh, responsibility to that? Or should it just be left to the fans to determine that? And then based off of the fans determining it, the institutions in the league should take place. Because right now what you're seeing is it's all being driven by internal metrics of television viewers and everything else. And so you're getting these weird kind of plays outs where you've got, you know, Texas and Oklahoma and the SEC. Stuff like this. Yeah, they got to stop messing with it. Yeah. Who makes that determination then? Is it the Uh, leagues? Is it the team? Or is it the fan? Ultimately, it's the fan because the fan... The fan will pay more to see those rivalry matchups, and so the, the you know follow the money allegedly. Yeah. So yeah, the problem is those those rivalries are generational, mm-hmm. or they have been. As a Bronco fan, and then I'm going to go to the next topic. What's the one team that if they took it off of the schedule, you would be ticked? Well, it used to be. It would be one of two teams. It would be the what used to be the Oakland Raiders in Las Vegas now. Yeah. Which so that's you know they're not really a rivalry mm-hmm. anymore. Or Seattle Seahawks. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or Kansas City Chiefs. See, that's my point. So you've yeah. got three. So most schools have two to three, kind of, but in a pecking order. One that you'll say that you can't do that. Okay. Here's the next one. Tom Brady earlier in the year, he had said he was going to retire. We talked about the beer, right? They kind of went through it, greatest of all time. And he re-signed a contract, and he's coming back. Yeah. Right? They're paying him a lot of money. I'm sure. He signed another contract this week. Yeah, Fox News. Did you see that? Fox Sports. Yeah, I did see that. $375 million. Right. For for, for an undetermined date. For when he stopped. (laughs) My question is this. When you know that you're going to play and make $28 million, how big does the, the pot have to be for you to stop paying? Three seventy-five is clearly not enough. How big would it have to be? Bigger Saved than, by the bell. Bigger than $28 million? Uh, <laughs> I don't think it's about the money for him. All right. Okay. I do, too. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting there. On that. He's just... He, it's all you know. Money is just icing on the cake. Yeah, he'd rather. He, I bet he'd be one of those guys that 
might actually play for free. Yeah. All right, so do you want to know why I knew what the HMS was? Well, I know you spent some time Yeah, that's there, not but, it, though. Okay, what, what was it? Uh, growing up as a kid, we used to make models like planes yeah. and— uh, With the model glue? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I used to go to Sports Authority. And Did you paint them? Go to— Huh? Did you paint them? Yes. After they were oh, finished? Oh, gosh, yeah. yeah. We, Sports Authority was one place that we could get it. Um, Hobby Lobby. Yeah. Uh, these were some of the places. And even uh, growing up, we had a grocery chain, Albertsons, and they would have a little hobby section. And these are things that you can do when it's 114 degrees outside. You can <laughs> do hobbies, right, yeah. in your garage. So um, having four brothers, uh, we used to all pick different countries, so one would be Germany, and one would be the U.S., and one would be this. And and I settled on Britain as mine. So all of my planes, I had all of these British planes, and then I had the British tanks, uh-huh. and then I had Now, was this soldiers. before you went to Britain? Oh, yeah. yeah. To Great Britain? Yep. Okay. Yep. And Scotland? Then, yeah. It worked out really great because yeah. when I went over there, I had all the right stuff. But then I had, uh, you know, the tanks, and then I had the warships. Yeah. So I, I – so – the the oh, is it nomenclature or the correct terms? I had it all down. Mm-hmm. I was like, so I knew what that stuff was because you had to paint the little HMS on the yeah on the side. Now you you would think I could totally understand why Great Britain would have a navy. Mm-hmm. I'm not exactly sure why they would have tanks. Yeah, they have tanks because I, mean, I know they do, but. Yeah, but they still have. I mean, what, are they going to roll over each other? Or? No, they still have territorial yeah. influence. Throughout all true. parts That's of the world, yeah. and used to, well, they still do. <laughs> they still do. They still do. And in and in Canada, you know, it's now called the Royal Canadian. It's not. Yeah, exactly right. So they they still have influence everywhere. Their biggest thing is that they're the ones who end up providing the war machinery yeah. for those locations. So whether it's India or whether it's Canada or anything else. The the infrastructure for all of that still comes. So they have to be able to touch all things. All right. So that's how I knew that. All right. So with that being said, we're going to go ahead and take a break. When we come back, we'll get in depth a little bit more with our guests. Stick with us. You're listening to AM HodgePodge. Six ones in a refrigerator. One top to pop and save five for later. Can't help but drink them like my dad. It tastes better in a glass. Same haggard record, turns right a table. New generation, same bottle. 